Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is time for Rise Up, and I'm so glad that you guys are here this morning. God bless the 600 that are here seven minutes into the show waiting to have fellowship with their other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. It's always a good thing, isn't it, to see, you know, people like not only getting up early in the morning, uh, but getting up specifically for this. Getting up specifically for this. And not only the word of God, which is the most important and the primary reason that you're here, but to fellowship with each other. And I couldn't help but notice in the chat that Bruce Carroll, who's been married for 23 years, I think it is, uh, his marriage is, is, is on the rocks pretty badly and uh, possibly over, if I, if I read correctly. And, you know, we all have problems. Um, and even I have problems you know, going on in my own personal life, uh, but I'm not, that's not happening. You know what I mean? That's not happening. And, 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 and it's a good reminder that things could always get worse. Um, Bruce, I don't really know what's going on in your marriage, my friend. Um, but I, but I know the feeling and I know it hurts and I know you feel alone and I know you feel, uh, in a hole no way to get out, no hope, and you feel crushed and you feel you weigh about 10,000 pounds and you can't move. I know the feeling very well, and I'm very sorry that you're going through that, and no amount of words or encouragement is going to take that pain away or make you feel better. At least not any word from us. At least not the encouragement from us, nor your friends, nor your family. However, Bruce, I want to remind you that if you can find a way, if you can find a way to just focus on Jesus for just the times that you're feeling really, really bad. I know it sounds cliche and stereotypical, but it does work. And uh, somebody just asked, are you part of the LFA Facebook page? Um, if you're not and you have Facebook, you all should be. There's an LFA family Facebook page. I believe, Eli, if I'm not mistaken, there's also an LFA family getter page, right? And there's also an LFA producer page on Facebook. Um, you know, a lot of people in this chat have been there, my friend. And that's, this, is, this is a good example of how we never know which way this show is going to go. Joe said, Bruce, I'm in the midst of it as well. I submit to you, cling to Jesus with everything you've got. Amen, brother. Amen. It's very hard, divorce. Bruce found the time to be here. We should pray for him right now. I think that's a good, I think that's, uh, I think that's a good, I think that's what we should do. Let's do that right now. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, so many of our LFA family members are going through the suffering and the trials that you promised that we would face. But you also promised us that you'd bring us through it. You also promised us that we'd have something to cling to, someone to hold, a hand to hold as we walk through these rough times. We know these times are coming for all of us. It's how we deal with the adversity when it comes. And we talk about that a lot here, Lord. But we ask today 
Lord, that you give us that extra push, that extra encouragement, that extra inspiration to walk with you and be with you and that you will bring us through it. Lord, we know that all these trials happen for a reason, but we also know that to come out of them stronger, we need to be with you. Help remind us of that today. Help remind Bruce. Be with Bruce. Be with Joe. Be with everybody else who's going through the same thing right now watching, Lord. Give them strength and give them courage and, 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 and health and restoration to be able to come through this, Lord, and focus on you. People come and go. Love comes and goes. Friends and family will always, always, always let us down because we are only human. But you never do, Lord. Please help give Bruce what we cannot. And that is 100% reassurance, 100% encouragement, and 100% of your promise that you will bring him through this, Lord. We pray for that and we pray for this show today. In Jesus' name, amen. Conserve Q says, Bruce, my husband walked out away after 22 years and a year later he found me we've been married 22 years now and he's very loved by me Annette says pleading the blood of Jesus over the LFA family for returned health and prodigals to return salvation and marriages amen amen well um I'd like to shift gears here for a minute and not in any disrespect to Bruce Bruce, you deserve the whole hour of love, and I wish I could give it to you, but just know that it is coming from my heart through the Holy Spirit airwaves to you, my brother, okay? Um, I titled today's show, Confessing Sins to Friends. Bruce, I'm sure that in a broken marriage, there are some sins, correct? Either by you or by her. I would imagine that this marriage didn't just fizzle out because of uh, 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 of zero sin. I would assume that there's sin there. And it's very hard when you become one flesh to rip apart and become two flesh, flesh, uh, two pieces of flesh again. But there is sin in the middle of all of that. And, uh, and I'm not, and I don't know who it's, who it's, you know, from maybe both of you. Uh, but I do know this. I do know this confessing sins to friends and family, not just to God. The Bible tells us will heal you. So if you've got a broken heart, if you're broken in any way and you need healing and you're praying to God and you're confessing your wrongdoings or your wrong do, or your sins to God, I would suggest also confessing those wrongdoings and sins, not only to your loved ones who you may have hurt or sinned against, but also to bystanders, just friends and family, because the Bible tells us that when we confess our sins to one another, not just to God, then we are healed. It is the exact thing that we should do to be healed. Maybe that's what a marriage needs. Maybe a marriage needs two people to sit down and confess the sins to each other, confess the wrongdoings to each other, saying you're sorry. And if, and if that doesn't work, well, then you need to work on healing yourself from the wrongdoing that you've committed and your spouse may not forgive you god will but when you confess your wrongdoings and your sins to others around you your friends your families your co-workers your colleagues your associates do you know what the bible says happens you get healed now i know that sounds weird i do but i'm going to give you many 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 instances in the bible today where it talks about this okay Jeremy, thank you. The Holy Spirit was followed through in that prayer. 
So eloquent and perfect. Praise God. Well, thank you. Thank you about that. Uh, Sue says, Jeremy, my son is a strong Christian. Can he baptize me and another person who wants to be baptized? We are going to go through my church, but I thought how amazing to have my oldest son baptize us. Well, let me answer that question the best. Let me rely on the Holy Spirit to answer that question because I don't know a seminary or a human way to answer that question. But let me just say this. If you are a child of God and you are walking on a journey with Jesus and you have 100% faith in Jesus and your faith is strong and you're able to rely on the Holy Spirit for any and everything in the world to make your decisions possible, then you can baptize anybody in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't think you need to be a pastor. I don't think you need to be a priest. I don't think you need to be a nun. I don't think you need to have gone to seminary. I don't think you need to be in a leadership role at a church. I don't think you need to be an elder of a church. I don't think you need to be anything that man gives you a title of to baptize anybody. As long as somebody can work through the Holy Spirit, then I would put my full faith that they can baptize you. I would let anybody baptize me that I felt the Holy Spirit told me was um, eligible to do it. That's my answer, leaning on the Holy Spirit to give an answer. And I didn't know a human response to give you. I didn't know a man-made or manufactured uh, response to give you. But I do know how to lean on the Holy Spirit. And I would let anybody baptize me who the Father said is okay to do it, who's eligible to do it. And I don't think they need to have a man-made title to do so. And I don't think it needs to be through a church either. I think it needs to be just with somebody who's got a relationship with Jesus. I don't know if I'm right, and I don't know if I'm wrong. I'm just letting the Holy Spirit answer that one. So I pray that you uh, pray on it. Definitely pray on it. Don't just have your son baptize you because he's your son, and he thinks it would be cool, and you think it would be cool. Pray on it. Make sure that the person that you choose to baptize you is not a person that just you choose to baptize you. I would make sure that it's a person that you, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and our Father in Heaven all come to the conclusion and the decision together, this is the person to baptize you. That's what I would do if I was you. Other than that, I don't know an answer. Now let's get back to confessing sins to one another. Can we do that? Okay. Well, there you go right there. Kitten just said something amazing. They said John the Baptist baptized Jesus and he was not a licensed preacher. As a matter of fact, I think he'd be anything but a licensed preacher. Jeremy, did you see the whole interview with Jim Caviezel yesterday? It was amazing. Yes. Yes. Mazzy says, reach out to your pasty for answers. I would assume that means pastor. Maybe that was a uh, different way of saying it or a, a misspelling. But again, you know, pray on it. You know, don't always take my word for it because I I may not speak for everybody. I speak with what the Holy Spirit wants me to say, but I think individually you need to pray on that. I think you really do. Um, Instead of going to one-minute prayer for dads first, I want to go and I want to read some Bible verses that I have picked out that basically, um, you know, back up. The title of today's show, which is Confessing Sins to One Another. Okay? I'm going to read maybe 10 verses. Okay? 
And I'm actually monitoring your chat up on the TV in front of me as well. So if I'm looking back and forward, it's all back and forth from my computer here to up there. It's because I'm monitoring, monitoring your chats, okay? Um, James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. That's James 5.16. Now, I would, if I, if I may, and I know Barbara, I know Barbara Peters does this, whom I, I absolutely have so much respect and love for Barbara Peters, like, like many of you. But Barbara Peters takes notes, and I know other people take notes. It's probably smart to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write some of these verses down. Because I think you should take some of these verses and go and read them and pray on them with God in your private time. So again, that was James 5.16. And if you're just joining in and you're just liking the video and you're just sharing, remember what we're talking about here is praying for one another. It's a way to be healed and it's a way to heal each other. Okay? We don't just need to pray to God. God tells us we also need to... Um, Confess our sins to each other, not just him. I mean, yes, we do just need to pray to God. What I meant to say was we don't need to just confess our sins to God through prayer. We also need to confess them to each other, okay? 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How about Galatians 6, 2? which says bear one another bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ it's the ultimate thing that Jesus did the ultimate act that Jesus committed was to bear our sins larry reha just asked for us to he says forgive me for lust you know how hard it is to do that not to forgive you do you know how hard it is to do what Larry just did? You know how hard that is? Larry just confessed a sin of his to all of you, to all 900 people watching right now in public and said, please forgive me of my, of my sin of lust. Of course we do. Of course we forgive your sin of lust. Please forgive me of mine. Do you know... The saying of, man, I feel 10 times, I feel 10 pounds lighter. I feel like I needed to get that off my chest. It's great to get that off my shoulders. I've been feeling weighed down. I've been feeling bogged down by that. I'm so glad that I just said that for the first time in my life. It feels so good to admit it. Those are all things that you hear people say. What are you doing? You're doing what the Bible says we should do for healing. And what is that? confessing our sins to one another letting it go because do you know what happens when you're confessing your sins to one another you're giving the bricks in the backpack to jesus without even knowing it i encourage other people to confess their sins in the chat right now you know what my sin is my sin believe it or not i don't really sin with lust anymore maybe maybe very rarely does something pop into my head 
So I don't have sins with that. I don't have sins with fornication. I don't have sins of disrespecting my wife or my children or my parents or anything like that. Do you want to know what my biggest sin is right now? Not trusting in God. <laughs> Believe it or not. My sin is that I am not trusting in God like I should for many, many things that are going on in my life right now. I'm literally pretending that I have all the answers or I think that I, I'm fine, I'm fine and I worry and I worry and I worry and I worry and I am not giving it all to God. That's my sin right now. And yeah, it feels great. It feels great. Nurse says, I'm struggling with the same thing. Kittenhead said, I have many sins, swearing, fear, etc. MD Norton says, I am completely guilty of lust. Victoria says, that apparently is mine too. Majorva says, God, please forgive me for being judgmental and lying. My biggest sin, Dimple says, is worry and anxiety. Majogo said, my biggest sin is letting things overwhelm me. Mazipaz says, please forgive me for not trusting the God enough. Forgive me for drinking and trying to numb and hide the pain and disappointment, says Melon. Wow. You got, you, do you see how powerful this show is already today? Do you think that I thought that we were going to sit here and confess our sins to, to one another? Now, that was the name of the show, but I didn't know it was going to be the name of the show until right before the show. I had no idea when I woke up this morning that we were even going to be able to go live. Do you guys realize that we worked throughout the night and throughout this morning all the way up until what, Eli, maybe 20 minutes before the show? We couldn't even get a live stream up 20 minutes before the show today. 20 minutes for an hour. We usually get up the live streams an hour before the show. If you notice, we couldn't even get them up. Do you want to know why? Because we worked all night to try to fix the problems of this channel that it's been having from the attacks, from the overloading of too many streams, too many shows on one channel. That's another reason of it. Mimi says, please forgive me. My biggest sin is that I had an abortion when I was 16. Do you think that we were going to hear these things today? I didn't. Rosebud said, forgive me for being right in my own eyes. Dan says, we are all guilty of something. Oh, thank you very much. Dan we just got a $100 donation from S. Finelli and is now a monthly Rumble supporter as well. It's hard, isn't it? But it's not at the same time. It's so, so hard to confess sins. And you want to know something? If it's one thing that I agree and disagree with with the Catholic Church, I think confessing their sins to a priest like they do in, 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 in you know, those little booths, those little phone booth things, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. I used to look at that and go, why were you confessing your sins to a priest? Confess them to God. You don't need a priest. But now I get it. Now I get why they do that. Now I don't believe that they have to confess their sins to a, to a priest in the Catholic Church. I believe the Catholics actually believe that that's a must. I don't believe that you have to confess it to that person. But now I know why they do it. Because you're physically in the human being flesh, getting it off your chest, not just spiritually, but you're getting it off your chest physically as well. And I get it now. 
I get it now. And I'm so sorry that I had that narrow-minded way of thinking that I didn't think that there was more to it than just control. Because for so long, I thought it was just control of the Catholic Church over the people. You must confess your sins to this priest or else you will not be forgiven. Now, I'm not sure if that's the right way, if that's what they say or if that's not what they, if that's what they don't say. I don't know. That's what I thought. Confession should, confession should come with repentance and asking forgiveness from God. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But we also have to confess and ask for the forgiveness of others as well. It's not a must to get to heaven, but it's a must to enjoy the peace that you really need to enjoy. Let's move on. How about Proverbs 28.13? Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Not just from God. How about James 5, 3, 5, 13 through 16? Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. We just did this as a verse of the day the other day. Karen says, be careful who you confess to. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that is fair. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call out for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. How about Hebrews 3.13? But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. How about 1 John 1 through 7? I mean 1 7, excuse me. 1 John 1 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How about 1 Thessalonians 5.11? which says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. How about Ephesians 4.32? Ephesians 4.32 that says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. How are we supposed to forgive one another if one another does not confess sins to the other? How are we supposed to do that? God wants us to forgive others just like he forgives us, just like Christ forgave. He wants us to forgive people, but we cannot forgive other people unless other people confess their sins to us. It says confess to one another, not a priest. Grammy love. Amen. Amen. Again, not, I'm not, I wasn't saying that I agree that you have to confess to a priest, but I understand the reason behind confessing to another human being, if that makes sense. If that makes sense. Jeremy, thank you for giving, Jesus, thank you for giving Jeremy your beautiful gift of sharing your holy word. Amen. Amen. What a prayer that is. What a prayer that is. Are we starting to understand the power of confessing our sins to one another? Like, I understood this, but I get it more today than I ever got it before. That's why I love this show, this show so much. That's why I love this show so much. 
I'm being convicted in real time of my own issues, my own problems, my own dis- way, my own decision making. I don't know if anybody falls off the narrow path more than I do. And yet I'm the one who has a show or like a devotional show that sit here and tells you people what you should do. Like that bothers me. And I've, I, I've, I've, I've talked to God about this. Maybe not enough though. Maybe not enough. I hate sin so much. I used to love it. (laughs) How do you go from loving sin so much to hating it so badly, but hating even worse that you're still a part of it, even though you hate it so badly? Or should I say it's still a part of you? Bothers me. And like I said, it really bothers me that I probably fall off that narrow path more than each and every one of you. And I do not. I, first of all, I, do, I don't deserve to have a show, let alone three shows. I don't deserve to have a business, let alone be loved and, 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 and supported by so many people. And I definitely don't deserve to sit here and tell other people how they should how they should look at themselves about sin and how they should walk towards Jesus. So every day I wonder what in the heck is God doing with me? I, I it, it I'm gonna pull up the Rumble chat, <clears throat> kind of. I mean, it's Friday, right? Aren't we supposed to be smiling? (sighs) Ashley Garland says, on the same page. I fall short as well. I struggle every day. God God called you. Why question it? I I, I know. I I, I get it. I do. It's just hard. It's hard, buddy. Thank you for your transparency. You understand the Father's heart. Thank you. I become a better person watching this show. Love this family. Thank you. We all sin. You help us see God loves us all. You deserve it. Speak life into your calling. You are here because God has a plan for you. Keep preaching. Kristen says, please forgive me for not trusting God fully. Worry, anxiety, anger, swearing, lack of patience, judgment, fear. Your loving, faithful spirit helps us, Jeremy. You, how, how you show it and voice it helps us come more and more towards God. Thank you for that. Kittenhead said, Jeremy, I worried about you last night. You seemed very angry last night. Yeah. And Wayne Davis said, never question God. And there we go again. You see what I mean? Constantly, constantly, constantly questioning God. And I, and I feel bad that I do that. I really do. I feel terrible that I do that. I shouldn't do that. That's part of my problem. Um, but yeah, last night was a rough night. You know, I went home 
just thinking like, you know, I mean, put it this way, like, we all, all of us are here every day, right? You guys are trying to work throughout the day, but you're watching the shows and you're listening to the shows in the background. All of us have put in so much work to rise up, to live from America, to LFA TV. And when you are, you know, kind of put in a box of being in really in only one place because we're not on Facebook, we're not on YouTube, we're not on, we don't trust these other places. We don't want to be on them. We've, we put in so much time and trust and effort here on, on Rumble. And then when, when all these other shows that have just barely been here just for five seconds, their channels are doing so well and ours gets keep being attacked and nobody can stop it. And you just get so beat down and frustrated month after month after month. And you see more and more people leaving the audience you know what I mean? And, and, and as more people leave, then that means, you know, less support. That means less uh, uh, sharing. That means less income in the end. That means so you just watch things die out and you go, wow. So you get frustrated. You know what I mean? And it's like anything. It's not just with a network like this. It's like it's like with anything. It's like whatever you try to do that you put time and, and effort into and you think I'm doing the I'm doing the right thing. Like we don't do this for money. Trust me, I would love to be rich. Right. Wouldn't everybody love to be rich? Um, Bad Moon says, why is everybody that's challenged by Satan blame it on God? We should be asking God to protest against Satan 100%. Bad Moon, you hit the nail on the head there. You hit the nail on the head. So my, again, my, my, uh, my biggest sin is throughout all of that, I know that the devil or that God has this here for a reason. I know that he has our people here for a reason. So why do I, I get frustrated when these times come and I second guess it and that's my sin. So somebody said they worried about me last night. I went home last night and I got to be honest with you. Ended up working throughout the night and working and working through this morning to try to get everything fixed. But I got to tell you, as soon as I went home last night, I did give it to God. I did give it to Jesus. I did let it go. I did not spend the night in, in, in anguish. I did not spend the night uh, in, in, in depression or anger. I didn't at all. I, I got to let you know that. I did not. I was very, very composed throughout the night, and I was reading Scripture, and I was reading Scripture this morning, and I just, I'm, I'm running to God, right? I am doing the right thing. I'm running to God. And that's all we know how to do. That's what we've learned how to do over these last five years here with, with Here We Go and LFA, Life from America, all that. You know, it's what we, we've trained for this moment. And what we realize is the devil is ramping up, right? Jim, Jim Caviezel said yesterday, there's a storm coming. Can you feel the storm coming? The calm before the storm already happened. We're in full out storm. That storm, we're feeling the wind. We're feeling the, the, the rain, the lightning, and the thunder. It's here. It's here right now. So last night when I went home, I did not give any of this back to the devil. I gave it all to God. And I said, tomorrow we're going to come in. It's Friday and we're going to come in with a bang. And do you know up until 25 minutes or so before the show, there was going to be no show. We couldn't even get a live stream out. You guys want to know how bad it is? We couldn't even get a live stream up on Rumble. We were working with Rumble's tech team through the night and through this morning before, after and before operations of their work days. Like, that's how bad the devil's trying to stop Rise Up. That's how bad the devil is trying to stop 
Live from America. That's how bad he's trying to stop the truth. And it's probably not just here. It's probably across the nation right now. But we've got to stay strong no matter what. And do you know what I love this show for? Is that when we come in this show every morning, I'm encouraged by the Holy Spirit. And I'm encouraged that you guys are here listening. I'm encouraged that we're growing and we're going through valleys and we're going to peaks and we're going back down to valleys and peaks and valleys. That's what being a Christian is all about. I should put a big smile on my face for what we're going through right now. Let's do that right now. Let's do that right now. Everybody, I want everybody to put a big smile on their face right now. Just like this. I want it to be real. I want it to be real. And I want you to say what we always say. Not today, Satan. Not today. Joe said, Jeremy, it's not a sin to get angry. You did what scripture says and didn't let, what was that? Hold on, let's go back. And didn't let the sun go down on your anger. I did not. No, I did not. I did not. I went home. I smiled. I laughed. I played with the kids. I did everything I possibly could. I went to scripture. I said, not today, Satan. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And this is why I love this show. We grow. We grow together. We really do. I miss Rise Up Wednesday and Thursday, and and the anxiety and depression were so much worse. Look at that. Look at that. Thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate you, Victoria. I'm smiling in the midst of it all. Backseat loser. Oh, I love that. Let's, you know what? I think we need to give Satan uh, the same soundbite we give all these politicians. I'm a loser. Eric, you're a loser. Shut I'm up, Satan. Loser. You're a loser. Get out of here. Not today, loser. And I'm not what <laughs> I to be. You know, I'm going to get to these books here in a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you a little bit about a conversation that producer Eli and I had this morning. So, um, oh, thank you, race mom. We need Eli. Thank you very much. God bless you for that. Um, so producer and Eli were talking this morning and uh, there was a time when he didn't work here, right? And I was doing this by myself. And he would always message me to be like, did you hear what happened? And I'd say, yeah, I reported on it like a week ago. Why didn't you listen to me? Right. And then I'd tell him something and he'd be like, what are you talking about? And I'd be like, dude, you should watch my show. And he was starting to get frustrated more and more and more with the way the world was going. And he didn't understand what was going on. And he'd reach out to me and I'd be like, I'd get so frustrated with him because he would not just watch the show. I got to the point where I'd get angry with him. I'd be, I'd be like, bro, I'm not even telling you anymore because you don't do what I'm telling you to do. You don't, you don't watch the show. Now that Eli's been here for over a year and he's fully into it, he's starting to feel, oh, thank you, Nanette. She says it means being a monthly donor. God bless you, man. Oh, you're talking about the, the little emojis? Yes. So anyway, he, now that he's been here for a year, he's so frustrated with everybody in his life. He says, dude, this is weighing on me. I said, what? He said, this job. He's like, we work our butts off to get the truth out there. We work day and night. And he goes, and I try to get my family and even my own wife to just understand the things that are going on in the world. And they don't believe me. They think we're just here having fun. And then he goes up two weeks later, they go, oh, 
Eli or, or, or babe, did you hear about this? This is crazy. And Eli goes, yeah, we reported on it two weeks ago. Had you known about it two weeks ago and had the world known about it two weeks ago, maybe it wouldn't be too late. Maybe we could have stopped it. And Eli is starting to understand the pressure and the weight of this job. But it goes even beyond that. It goes even beyond that. How many, um, you, we get emails where people are dying. People want to commit suicide. People tried to commit suicide. We get emails of people's sons who died or their daughters who died. We get emails of people who are suffering in a bed right now, not even being able to move and their family members tell us, can you please email Jeremy? See if there's anything he can do for us. Pray for us. We get all this stuff all the time. We know about news that's going on far before Fox News reports on it and it weighs on us so heavy and he's starting to realize that now and he's like, Dude, I just don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. I said, I know it's a lot. But God has us here for a reason, doesn't he? God has us here to do this. Do you know why God has people like me, like Crispy, like Eli, like Frankie, like Anna? Do you know why we're here to do this? Not because we're special, not because we're rich, not because we're better than anybody else, because it takes a very, 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 very special God-fearing, God-loving person to be able to withstand the crap that comes your way when you do this job. It's the information, it's the knowledge, it's the truth, it's the hurt, it's the suffering, it's constant. And do you know how you can spot fake news from real news because these fake news idiots these losers they don't care about what they're reporting they just sit there and they read a teleprompter then they take off their earpiece and they get into their 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 beautiful rich cars and they drive to their beautiful rich homes and they've done their job for the evening it doesn't personally affect them in any way it doesn't spiritually affect them in any way they're not heard about what they hear in any way and i guarantee you that they don't even read any of the correspondence that comes in from their audience or their fans so yes, that's how you can tell the difference between real news and fake news is the amount of passion that somebody puts into it. Because if there's no passion into it, then they're not into it, which means they're not emotionally invested into it. That's how you can spot the difference. And we're not going to stop. We are never going to stop. So Satan... Get in the backseat. Matter of fact, let's stop at the next stop. Matter of fact, don't even stop. Open the door, tell him to tuck and roll, and push Satan out the car at 70 mile an hour on the interstate. Let's do that all right now. Open up the proverbial door and push that loser out. You're not welcome here. We're not even going to give you the common courtesy of a bus stop to let you off. You're going to tuck and roll at 70 miles an hour and, and, and tell us how that feels. 1 Peter 5, 7, page 135 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Now I got the heavenly spirit really cooking and pumping, baby. I feel like I'm in a, in a Southern Baptist church right now. You're skipping and jumping from one side of the stage to the other. This is what I needed this morning. Thank you, Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Overcoming worry. Casting all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. My biggest, biggest sin. Anxiety comes to everyone at some time or another. A dad's anxieties may center around his children, his marriage, his job, finances, health, or a number of other things. But God tells us to cast all of our anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for us. Today, you can do that. Today, you can do that. Today, I can do that. 
do it right now. Cast all your worries and concerns on him, knowing that he cares enough for you to take them on himself. God of all peace. Being a dad has some anxieties attached to it. But you care for me, and you know my anxieties. You know when I feel incompetent, and you know when I am the picture of confidence. In those times of anxiety, I cast them all on you. I trust in you to work out the cause of my fears in your own perfect way. I pray my anxieties will never affect my children. That's what I did last night. When I went home last night, that's exactly what I did. I did not let my children see my worry and my anxiety about what the devil was doing to our channel and to our, to our cause. I went home and I put a big smile on my face and it wasn't a fake smile. My kids can see through that. I went home and I put on a big smile. It was a real smile. I looked at my daughter, my, my youngest, my five-year-old Lily. She was sitting there eating dinner. They were all eating dinner. I never get to eat dinner with my family anymore um, just because of work. And, you know, they all eat dinner before I get home. And that really sucks. It really does. But anyway, I got home. Everybody's eating spaghetti, my favorite uh, meal, by the way. If anybody wants to know what my favorite meal is, it's spaghetti. Uh, so I got home and my daughter, they're all eating spaghetti. And I, I, I sit down and I put my bag down and I sit down at the table And my wife is great. Do you know what my wife does every night? Every night when I walk in the house, she's she waits even if they're whether they're eating or whether they're done eating. She waits for me to get home, and as soon as I pull in the driveway, she makes a plate for me. Can you believe that? What a wonderful wife! What a wonderful wife! You guys ever hear me complaining about Sabrina? I want you to literally drive to New Hampshire, knock on the studio door, spit in your hand, and smack me in the face. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, she always, has, she always makes my plate for me. I tell her not to, but she does anyway. So she makes my plate for me, and I sit down last night. And I'm just sitting there, just taking a deep breath. And I look over at my five-year-old daughter. And she's sitting there putting a big old meatball in her mouth, and she looks at me. She said, did you have a good day, Daddy? With her mouth full. Tell her not to do that all the time. Have a good day, Daddy. How do you not smile? How do you not put all of the crap from the day behind you when your five-year-old daughter shoves a huge meatball that's too big for her tiny little mouth in her face and says, you have a good day, daddy? And then the other kids proceed to tell me about their days. Amazing. So I did let it all go last night. And then as soon as everybody went to bed, then I kind of went back to work again and got up early and came to work and did this. Uh, but I was, really, I was really excited to confess today our, um, our sins and our shortcomings to each other. I really do. I think it was important. And I want to give a big shout out to Larry Reha because Larry Reha was the first one to confess a sin in here this morning. KC 2022 just donated $112 because we're on the 112th episode saying, thank you, Jeremy and Eli, for all you do. We love you. No, thank you. I mean, thank you. And CQ donated a $50 and says, take your family out to dinner. God bless you.
Every day with Jesus. Let's move on. Thank you. May 19th. Bread of Heaven. This is titled from John 634. Now, if you guys are not really, um, you know, in tune with the Bible as much as you'd like. Um, John is like, John is the book to teach you how to be a Christian, right? Proverbs tells you how you should live by God, but John is the book that teaches you how to be a Christian. John 6:34. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. It is probable these Jews expected Jesus to rain down manna on them the way God did for their ancestors in the wilderness when they were being uh, brought out of Egypt. After all, anyone who could feed 5,000 men with one small lunch should be able to produce manna. They were still thinking of physical food. The word manna means, what is it? The children of Israel said, it is manna. For they were whist. They knew not what it was. Manna was a nutritious food that appeared on the ground every morning shortly after the children of Israel left Egypt and began their 40-year wandering in the wilderness. Moses called it bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. Now, manna was a small and round like coriander seed and was white or yellowish like a bdellium. It was gathered every morning and had to be used that, that day or it would stink and have worms. The exception was on the sixth day when it could be gathered for the Sabbath and it would not spoil. Quote, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. People were looking for pieces of bread to materialize, which would have been a great miracle. But that would have been insignificant compared to the miracle being manifested before them. They were talking to the greater miracle God had performed, but they were blind to it. All they could see was what they needed and what Jesus could give them. Many times we get so intent on seeking God in one area that we forget the greatest miracle of all which is the love and the redemption given to us from God through his son, Jesus Christ. Today, consider what life would have been like without Jesus and how your life has been, has been transformed because he is your Lord and Savior. Let's stop and talk about that for a minute. Daisy says, Jeremy, you are a man of full integrity and authenticity. I love your big heart for God and his people. Well, thank you. I think authenticity is... Uh, and integrity is the only thing that we have outside of God. You know what I mean? Like, integrity is everything to me. Integrity is everything to me. So let's talk about that for a minute. We have seven minutes left. Let's talk about that for a minute. What would your life, think about your life before Jesus. Think about the path you were heading on. Now, I know that we all get older. And I know that we all get wiser. And there's two side, There's two kinds of being wiser, right? You can be spiritually wise or you can be earthly wise, right? Either way, as you get older, you are going to get wiser here on earth. That's just a given. But you're not promised to be spiritually wiser. 
So without Jesus, think about going back to before Jesus. We would have not been saved. We would have not grown spiritually wiser. We would have grown physically and earthly and fleshly wiser. That's for certain. So the question remains, would we have kept on our same path? Well, probably not. We probably wouldn't have kept on our same path of being young, going to bars, having sex with everything that walked, doing drugs, whatever it was that we did that was wrong. We probably would not have kept up with that because our bodies and our earth, you know, our brain would have grown, uh, evolved beyond that. However, we would have not grown spiritually. Now think of who you are spiritually today compared to who you were spiritually before Jesus. Think of what you do now because of your relationship with Jesus and only because of your relationship with Jesus. Think of the abilities that you have. Think of the priorities that, are, that you have. Without Jesus, we would have no meaning. We would just be these meat puppets walking around with no hope, no meaning, no salvation, no mercy, no grace, no faith. Those words describe who I am today. Those words literally describe who I am today. So you cannot have those words without Jesus. Meaning that you can't be described as those words without Jesus. There is none of that without Jesus. And there's certainly no joy. There's happiness, but no joy. And if you know, if you have no joy, then you have no peace. So you have, without Jesus, here's the things you don't have. You don't have spiritual growth. You don't have spiritual wisdom. You don't have peace. You don't have joy. You don't have mercy, which means you can't show mercy to others. You are not forgiven by anybody, which means you can't forgive others. You have no faith and you have no hope. Without those, I am not who I am today. That's powerful. You would be a completely different person. You would not be the Dan Dreher of today. You would not be the God chick or the Rosebud or the surrender your will to him, whatever your name is, or CQ. You would not be who you know of yourself to be today. And that is powerful. Amen? All right, guys. We almost got 1,200 people in here watching. It seems like some of the channel issues may be fixed. I'm going to ask you guys today, stay with us. Be patient with us. Be patient with the channel. Be patient with Rumble. No good things comes no good thing comes easy. And at least we're on a place. Yeah, we might have freezing troubles here and there. You might not find the show here and there. But if you leave and go somewhere else, you're never going to get what you got here. So please come home. And for the rest of you that are here, Go get them. Go get them and bring them back. Because next week we start anew. And it is on like Donkey Kong. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in with some beautiful music here. So let's go ahead and start that. Um, 
And uh, we got Sean Farish coming up next. LFA TV continues. LFA TV will always continue. And then followed up by yours truly with Live from America. I hope you guys stay tuned. I hope you guys continue to share. I hope you guys continue to rumble. I love you more than you know. And I love God more than anything that I've ever, ever encountered. Thank you for 112 wonderful episodes of Rise Up. God bless you. Enjoy your Rise Up coffee. And I will see you guys at 11 o'clock. Roll and play the music. So